0: Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. This is episode 119, and we're continuing our journey with Invincible. This is part three of this uh, journey with Mark, a.k.a. Invincible. And we will continue to go through all the graphic novel little trade paperback volumes. If you really have to know everything about Invincible, you can buy these giant, grandiose uh, volumes of Invincible instead of buying all these little ones, but either one, there's great art in it, there's great uh, stories in it, a lot of background stuff, backup stories and everything you want to know about the world of Invincible and uh, what Image was doing at that time. So let's dive right into it. This is part eight, My Favorite Martian. A lot of stuff happens in this. Invincible helps the Guardians of the Globe against a group of supervillains, mad scientists who's using cyborgs. And uh, this fellow Cecil is kind of like their behind-the-scenes guy who's working at the Pentagon. He goes and uh, tells uh, them he's going to use these cyborg people, this mad scientist that Invincible locks up to create an army for him. So if superheroes die or superheroes turn on them they can uh, he can have a backup army even though they're used the bodies of homeless people college kids anybody this mad scientist could get his clutches on and uh, Mark doesn't really like this at, at all. Mark eventually really breaks up with his girlfriend and he and he still has a relationship with her, and she still is friends. So, remember in the previous volumes, a future version of Eve tells him that she loved him and she always loved him. So, they slowly start to fall in love. Remember that astronaut that Mark left behind on Mars? Now, everyone thought he was dead, but he has now become the host of these creatures called. The Squidlands, they're like a parasite, kind of like alien, you know, the their first form before they develop into that, like, bug-like creature. Now they're like, uh, but without a host, they're just harmless. But they, they need a host in order to communicate with all their other kind. So Cecil notices on what the telescope sees. There's, there's a big, giant Martian spaceship, and it's headed... To Earth, so he sends the Guardians of the Globe, but only heroes that have power or have skin that is invulnerable to the Squidlands attack or their possession. So uh, the Immortal goes, of course, Invincible goes, his girlfriend Adam Eve, and uh, a a couple of others. This fellow that's uh, really a Martian uh, stretching guy, and a few others. Okay, so they all go to Mars, uh, to this Martian ship, to scuttle it, to stop it, and to rescue this, this astronaut. While the rest, you would think, well, they get to just rest, right? And, they, and they're a little bummed that they're left behind, and that's Shrinking Ray. So on the show, it's a woman. In the uh, comics, it was a guy. He was basically this guy who had a Shrinking Ray, and he was like the atom or... Uh, or the Wasp, or Ant-Man. And uh, Rexplode, who's had a lot of problems, and boy, he's put through the rigor in this. And Duplicate, who he had an affair with. Poor girl, lots of bad things happened to him. So they're up against the Lizard League, and they even have like a terror drome. Yes, I think they're modeled after Hydra and after Cobra. So the King of uh, Lizard, he's basically the Lizard King. So they decide to try to take over a nuclear facility. So what's left of the guardians that were left behind on Earth try to stop him. So eventually the Guardians, their ship gets destroyed, they eventually get to the the main ship. They stop the Martians there. They find the Squidlins. They battle the Squidlins. They find the astronaut, free him, bring him back to Earth. So while they're all doing that. Many of the Guardians are either severely injured or die. Shrinking Ray this gets killed by this real big bad member of the Lizard League. He's this fella called um, Komodo Dragon. Komodo Dragon is a very powerful member of the Lizard League. And if you know anything about Komodo Dragons, that their skin is invulnerable and... Uh, Their skin is invulnerable, and they're very hard to uh, hurt. So he's, you know, he's quite a match for these old members of the Guardians. He, he slaughters duplicates. She duplicates herself a hundred times, and she's supposedly, you know, vulnerable to, you know, to that kind of attack. I and mean, if you killed all her Duplicates, as long as the original remains. But unfortunately, Rex is like, she's like, she's gone. They th- all her duplicates are dead, so they think she's dead too. Shrinky Red tries to stop him. He picks her up. He picks him up and eats him, swallows him whole like a like a sandwich. Rex tries to stop him. Is unable to, so Komodo Dragon bites off his hand. Ouch! He gets a, a mechanical uh, hand. The Lizard King decides to say your prayers, Rex pulls out a gun, and shoots Rex in the head. But he survived, he manages to survive that, okay? The Guardians return to Earth and bring back the astronaut. And remember, this, the, they thought that they freed him from the Squidlands. Turns out there was one inside his stomach, and it virtually uh, comes out of him. Number nine, out of this world. Invincible tries to help his little brother develop his superpowers, and the Alien asks him to join the Coalition of Worlds. A very powerful might, this one-woman virtualite, she's going to come important later. She reminds Mark, hey, why have you conquered the world yet? You're the Earth's ambassador. You're supposed to conquer Earth. You're supposed to take it over and make it part of the virtualite empire. And Mark's like, well, I'm not doing that. So she helps him rescue some people and does some stuff. But then eventually... She beats up Mark, and 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 beats him really badly, and says, "Look, if if I come back and I have to tell everybody that you're that you're failed in your mission, I'm gonna have to uh, tell everybody that you did this, and they're gonna send somebody more powerful than me." And that comes important later. She runs into Alan. Alan fights her, but she captures Alan and takes him back to the a uh, big ultra, which is being uh, uh, holding uh, Omni-Man. Omni-Man misses his wife and really wishes he could go back to Earth. Well, he eventually uh, does. Okay? All right, so number ten, who's the boss? The Guardians, so other uh, heroes take on monsters and another supervillain. Darkwing, uh, a new revived Darkwing, and vibes with the cyborgs. Invincible has it out with Cecil. They fight brutally with each other, and he basically tells Cecil, stay out of my life. I don't want to work for the government anymore. I don't want anything to do with you or any of the other uh, group. I don't want anything to do. Leave my family. Leave my, my brother alone. Leave my girlfriend alone. Leave my mother alone. So Cecil, after he almost beats up Cecil, and he's an older man, he says, fine, I will. Even though when they took on these monsters and the supervillain, they almost get beat, and he sends these cyborgs and Darkwing to stop them, it, it doesn't matter. Okay? Now, we get into a little bit of controversy here. When a superhero changes their costume, what do you think? Do you like when a superhero changes his costume? Do you like that? Why did they do that? Why mess with something? You know, like if Superman didn't wear uh, red and blue anymore, would would that upset you? Now, my hero, Spider-Man, has gone through several costume changes, and the all-black-and-white suit, some people love the all-black-and-white suit, others hate it. They rather that he stick with the original and traditional red and blue. So Invincible in this decides he's no longer going to wear the yellow and blue costume and he wears an all blue and black costume. And he wears the full gloves. Now, when it comes to Uh, superheroes and and superheroines who wear gloves. I like it better when they wear full gloves, those, like, motorcycle gloves. I I just don't like it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I I think if you're going to wear gloves, shouldn't your fingers be fully covered? Isn't that the point of wearing gloves or or to look glamorous? Nobody wants to look at your fingers? I I don't know. What do you think? I would like to know in the comments about uh, Invincible's costume. Do you like it? Do you not like it if if you uh, like the the newer book, uh, newer costume or not? And he doesn't stay in it long because in the next couple of stories he uh, changes back to his original costume because this is sort of a, a little bit of a more darker role that Invincible takes on when we meet uh, this fellow named Dinosaurs, Dinosaurs, who's kind of like the Hulk type of character. Okay. And his brother is remember he is part vertebrate and part insect creature, so he's a little more savage, and he takes on the monocle kid Omni Man, and he uh, kills several supervillains. And Mark is like, you know, you don't kill people, you don't do that, you know. And he's like, well, you should be thanking me, you know, then they don't come back and try to hurt us. All right. Eleven. Happy days. And so time travels to the future and helps out some problems there. He runs into the immortal and he doesn't seem to remember what happened and he helps them out a little bit. When he returns, he goes on a worldwide date with Eve. And they were basically made for each other. He you know, the other girl he still loved, but he really loves Adam Eve and they go on this big virtual uh, date, and eventually they confess their love for each other. He, he, she says, "I love you," and they both say, "I love you." Together. Meanwhile, uh, Al, Alan the alien has his own problems. Uh, he helps free Omni Man from the prison, so he's talking into te- with telepathy to a cellmate, and he finds out it's Omni Man. So Alan, alien, and him. Help them escape because the virtualites are just basically brutalizing Omni-Man. So with the help of another fellow is this fierce warrior guy named Battle Beast. He used to work for Machine Head, but he just basically works for anybody that gives him a challenge and a fight. Okay? And he, he they break them out, and they say anybody home, and they escape, both of them uh, together. And he takes... Omni-Man back to the Coalition of Worlds so that they can have an edge against the Virtumite Empire. Meanwhile, Mark's former girlfriend, uh, Mark, comes to talk to her. She eventually knows he is invincible, and she's basically uh, fought this out for a while. The back cover of one of the... uh, uh, of invincible has them making out, and she's slowly taking off his regular clothes and finding out underneath that he has a costume. So she, uh, she still confides in him. So he finds out that her new boyfriend is abusing her. Her face is all swollen. She has a uh, a black eye. And so, who did this to you? And he's like, I'm I'm gonna find this guy. And he basically changes to his Invincible costume, finds him, and says, if you ever go near her again, I'll kill you. Because he he basically dangles his uh, leg off of a roof, and she begs him, please don't hurt me. And Invincible says, I won't hurt you, but if you ever do this again, I'll hurt you. Okay? And so, they notice, while during the course of this battle, that there's these little robot monitors that are following everybody, these little robot eyes that seem to be following everybody. He follows Eve. It follows his family. It follows his brother. It follows uh, Eve's, uh, and he doesn't know why. So at first he thinks it's Cecil keeping an eye on them, and he, he breaks one of them. We find out it's Virgil Steadman. Now, he's a very important villain in the Invincible Universe. He keeps popping up every now and then. Wherever he threatened Omni-Man's little brother, and he threatened Omni-Man's mom, and he threatened to uh, hurt them. So he th- basically, all he cares about now is revenge. That's all he cares about. So what does he do? In the next couple of issues, He we go into a thing called the Invincible War. Think about this. He goes to all the parallel worlds
1: where there
0: are Invincibles. And each of them has a different kind of costume. Some of them look different than our Invincible. Different kinds of costumes. Sometimes they have capes. Sometimes they look like Omni-Man. And sometimes they look like the one in the traditional yellow and black. And and, and they look like our uh, Mark. But... Turns out they are all conquerors. They basically went down the path of darkness and, con- and conquest, and they don't care. They just don't care about you or me or anybody else. They want. Con- they took Dad's deal, or they helped Dad conquer, or they cu- turned against Dad and went a- a- to fight a- for their own ideals and to create their own version of the might Empire. So, Engstrom gathers them all together. The last panel of part 11, he says he's standing there with all these other versions of Invincible. He says, it's a start. So next time on Anto Knows, we'll talk about the up-and-coming Invincible War and all the other heroes that are involved in the Image Universe, including Spawn makes a cameo, uh, the Savage Dragon that... Big guy who has that thin on his on his head who uh, works uh, for the police department. He, he makes an appearance in this. And the brutality and fighting doesn't seem to let up. Believe you me. Oh boy, things get really interesting now too. And we also introduced to another villain named Dinosaurs. Sounds really great. Again, I advise you, read the source material besides watching the show. Believe you me, you're missing out if you've never read the source material. So, I mean, it's like this. If you love the Planet of the Apes, read the Planet of the Apes novel. If if, you love Flash Gordon cartoon, read the Flash Gordon comics that are in a, a, a couple of volumes, okay? And you could probably find them online, all right? So I'll see you again on another Anton Knows. We'll continue on our Invincible journey and find out what happens to Invincible next.